So upcoming this May, and I know that's a couple of months off, but it'll be three years since the final uh, direct-to-video animated film based on the new 52 uh, universe from DC Comics uh, was released. And that was, of course, Justice League Apocalypse War. And it is basically looked at and cited as probably one of the best animated films, direct-to-video-wise, uh, for DC Comics, the DC Universe that was ever made, especially when it came to the New 52. And honestly, I can't agree more. I mean, what I said in my review uh, about three years ago, going on three years in May, I stick by. I thought it was very well done. Everybody that's reviewed it here on YouTube and various other uh, places, you know, all feel the same way. I mean, when you look at how the movie is presented and what it builds off of throughout the structure, the continuity structure, if you will, of the New 52 uh, 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 timeline, if you will, you, you honestly cannot blame, you know, the animators and the story writers for, you know, putting in the effort that they did to give us a great finale. You know, no matter how you felt about the New 52, you know, as a whole, you know, to give it this kind of a finale three years ago is just incredible. It really is. And obviously they learned from that because they've continued that success with basically the new run of animated films, which I think do have a bit of a connection in some of them uh, to each other, but are completely uh, individualized um, themselves. You know, basically their own solo stories with a bit of, like I say, a connection, but more based on uh, story elements, you know, from the comics, like graphic novels and everything um, that had come out uh, in years prior. Some of these stories that they're actually adapting are either original stories or they're based on comic book events that never really got to see the light of day, you know, during the original run. And I appreciate that. I really do. But to me, Apocalypse War, um, in my opinion, set the standard um, currently in the modern era that if you're going to do some kind of major film that brings in established characters, that goes, in, you know, goes as far as it did, goes to the extremes that it did to basically get itself an R rating because of how violent and graphic it was, you know, to me, it set the standard of, you know, how to bring established characters that you wouldn't expect in that kind of an environment, you know, to that, you know, to that kind of atmosphere. It really did. I mean, when I look at something like, let's say, Sonic the Hedgehog, you know, there are elements in the original Saturday morning cartoon that got carried over into the comic that were inspired by the Saturday morning cartoon that were taken up a notch in a big, big way. And even when, you know, with the reboot, soft reboot, if you will, occurring as well, there was a lot of elements thrown in there that could, you know, cause a bit of an argument of whether or not something like, you know, adapting, let's say, the uh, Brave New World kind of thing, you know, issues 252 to 256, I believe, that, you know, basically, you know, it, it, would, it basically would cause the argument in debate of whether or not something like that 
you know, with everything involved, you know, the restoration of the memories of the previous world and all that, and, you know, basically the, the effects of what happened, if it would warrant maybe, let's say, an animated adaptation getting a PG-13 rating, you know, that, that is what a movie like Apocalypse War did. It set the standard that you can take these beloved characters and put them in that kind of environment. I mean, everybody looked at, let's say, the Dark Knight Rises, or the Dark Knight adaptation, as well as the recent um, uh, improved uh, Death of Superman adaptation two-parter. And all of those, as far as I know, were giving PG-13 ratings. You know, you could have gone R. I don't think, I don't know if they did go R. Hold on for a sec. No, you know, the uh, death, the um, recent adaptation of the Death of Superman storyline didn't even go R. And they could have. They could have gone R, you know, in the, you know, to really emphasize its adaption of the original presentation, but they didn't. But like I said, what Justice League, in my opinion, did, more so than the other R-rated movies that came before, because there were some R-rated movies in the DC animated catalog, um, and I think still going on now, you know, that were given those ratings, not just based on the story, but based on some situations, like the violence, potential sex and nudity, you name it. But, but again, um, going back to, you know, it, going back to Apocalypse War, in my opinion, you know, setting the standard, like I said, you could take something like, let's say, uh, the Return of the Freedom Fighters story arc, which again, like I said, was uh, 252 to 257, um, not actually 256, but 257. Uh, you could take that arc, arc 252 to 257, and, you know, the way it's presented, as I mentioned, with the characters getting the memories back and all that, a la Nicole, you know, and just based on the overall storyline, like, you know, the planet tearing itself apart and everything, and it being the beginning stages of Sonic going into Werehog mode, to me, that could potentially set itself up, if adapted into an animated film, for maybe a potential PG-13 rating. And then maybe you look at the final, you know, few episodes, uh, final few issues of the entire story arc, you know, the Panic in the Sky, as it's called, which I think is um, 84 to 87, 284 to 287. And you could say that warrants maybe a PG-13 rating and all that, uh, based on what you see there, based on the environment and stuff. And I don't think you get a single... Um, well, you would probably get, as I mentioned, you might get a little bit of a debate of, well, this is Sonic we're talking about. There's no way they would do that. Need I remind you, need I remind you that when they gave Shadow his own game, they didn't rate it E for everyone. They rated it E10. And then afterwards, certain other Sonic games like Unleashed and all that got an E10 rating based on the, you know, based on the situations. I mean, Shadow basically getting an E10, there was talk of the fact that it came close to getting a T rating. And that's, that's major right there. That's major right there. Um, but to me, Apocalypse War, looking back on it three years later, you know, and the impact it's had, truly, in my opinion, you know, opened the door for these kind of things to happen. I mean, you look at, let's say, IDW's 
um, Sonic comic. And I know I'm talking a lot about Sonic here, but I'm giving examples based on some of the stories they've already um, uh, come out with. And, you know, for example, you have the Metal Virus, the Zombot arc that they did. You can't tell me that that would not lend itself to a PG-13 rating. I mean, you could also look at the Imposter Syndrome arc. You know, the four-part miniseries that introduced Surge and Kit, as well as the overall story itself, especially leading into uh, the conclusion. And you can't tell me none of that wouldn't warrant a PG-13 rating, because it would. Especially when you look at, you know, the... I guess you could say, metaphorically, the the direction, storyline-wise, they were going with Surge, if you will. So, so yeah, you cannot tell me that that would not warrant, you know, uh, you know, it would not warrant maybe a PG-13 rating. I mean, you look at even IDW's Ninja Turtles, the last Ronin story, you know, and everything. You look at, you know, some of the stories they're doing now and, and such. And you cannot tell me that if they wanted to do direct-to-video movies, animated-wise, based on any of that, that they wouldn't want those to be a PG-13 rating. I mean, Rise of the Ninja Turtles, the movie, was given a PG rating, right? It could have been easily given a PG-13 rating. That's a fact, if they wanted to. But the stories, getting back to what I was saying, the stories in the IDW TMNT, excuse me there, those definitely, in my opinion lend themselves, no doubt, lend themselves to uh, basically, you know, straight up, straight up animated adaptations for, that could warrant PG-13, maybe R ratings, if you will. I mean, The Last Ronin, if they wanted to adapt that, that's an R rating right there, rating to happen. There's no getting around it. There's no getting around it. Um, you know, they want to adapt, you know, the Armageddon game, depending on how it structures itself, you know, and everything throughout, because it's a long arc from what I understand. That could fall under the pretense of a PG-13 rating or an R rating too, depending on, you know, how violent, complicated, mature, you know, it ends up getting. The thing is, to me, when I look at Apocalypse War, Knowing that this was the finale to, you know, give a closure overall on the New 52 universe, you know, comic and movie adaptation. Like I said, you couldn't ask for a more perfect adaptation, you know, adaptation and closure to that arc than what we got. You can't ask for anything better. Not only can you not ask for anything better, but it definitely succeeded in Showing that it not only warranted, but earned that R rating. There is no doubt about that. There is no doubt about that. So, to me, I still stand, like I said earlier, on what I said in my original review. And to me, I think it set the table. It really did. I mean, you look at even pre-Sonic reboot. Pre-Sonic reboot in Archie Comics... And you have the freaking metal, you have the freaking Mecha Sally arc. As much as I hate that arc, and I do, I hate it because of what they did to Sally, and I'm not alone in that. I mean, I'll admit they had some good moments. As I've mentioned before, 
the execution, the pl- you know, the plan the, that was blueprinted and written out, you know, looked good on looked good on paper. You know, but the execution, you know, it it just fell flat. Let's be honest, it fell flat. But like I said, you you have something like that potentially for you know for an adaptation maybe in the future. And that to me would could warrant a PG thirteen rating. There's no getting around that. There's no getting around that. But overall, to me, going on three years, two and a half years, three years later, I have to say that Justice League Apocalypse War not only showed, you know, how you can adapt a story arc, original or not, you know, perfectly and have it warrant and earn its status of an R rating or a certain MP rating, MPA rating, not only did it show that, but it set the standard, in my opinion, for anybody else, not just DC, but Marvel, you know, Image, if you will, you know, IDW, you know, Dark Horse, you know, all that, all of them out there. It set the standard of how you could do an animated adaptation, movie-wise, based on maybe, you know, certain characters with an original story or based on certain, you know, certain established stories and do it in a way that will showcase why it warrants and needs and should earn its status of a certain MP rating it gets. And I can't, I can't say any more than that. But let me know what your guys' thoughts are. Let me know what your thoughts were when you first saw Justice League Apocalypse War. What did you think about it? And do you think it did set the standard for future adaptations of, you know, animation-wise, movie-wise, based on certain story arcs or original ideas, uh, you know, featuring established characters that could be, you know, put into a scenario to where if a, if a movie adaptation was done, excuse me there, it would definitely warrant or showcase, you know, why it warrants and needs to have a certain rating. Let me know what your thoughts are down below. Comment if you like. Love to hear from each and every one of you. You will get an audio podcast version of this um, later on. But guys, let me know what your thoughts are. And until then, I'll talk to you all later.